Monsieur Lassichon, share number 66. If you are following along in the text, we are already, remarkably, up to chapter 21. This is the final chapter on this topic of saintliness. How do you acquire it? What is very instrumental in acquiring this particular quality is much observation and thought. And that's going to really put people off. People, Some people just do things automatically, like robots, going through a program. And here we're being taught you've got to think a lot, which does make Judaism quite exhausting at times. For when a person expends much thought upon the greatness of Hashem, upon his absolute perfection, upon the infinitely great gap between Hashem and our own lowliness, such a person, if you spend time thinking about it, will be filled with fear and tremble before Hashem. And in thinking upon his great loving kindness to us, upon the love that Hashem has for us, upon the nearness of a tzaddik to Hashem, upon the nobility of Torah and the mitzvahs, and thinking upon these ideas, you have the opposite approach. You'll be fired up with a strong love for Hashem and will choose and lust to be united with Hashem. For when a person sees that Hashem is actually a father to us and pities us as a father pities his son, he will naturally be awakened with a desire and a longing to reciprocate to Hashem as a child does to his parents. But to acquire this attitude, he must closet himself and gather all of his knowledge and thought for consideration and study of the truths that we have mentioned. He will certainly be aided in this by much preoccupation with and close application of Tehillim and reflecting on what David HaMelech says in Tehillim. Now, we said these thoughts many, many weeks ago when we were learning Tehillim. I can't even remember how many months ago it was. But I remember telling the opening shirim. Yes, it's beautiful. You can believe that Tehillim has some sort of cosmic magical force. Very nice. There is that belief. I'm not going to disagree. But Tehillim work. Not when you just turn over pages and garble off Hebrew and say, I've done my, my bit for the day. It's not doing your bit. It's not like breathing. You've got to breathe to stay alive. Tehillim is all about understanding and connecting with the words and the poetry and feeling what David HaMelech is feeling. That's why these ideas are so powerful. For since Tehillim are all filled with the love and the fear of Hashem and with all different types of chasidus, of saintliness, in thinking upon them, a person has to be inspired to follow what, what David HaMelech is saying. Also helpful, if you're looking for how to do this, is the reading of those works which deal with incidents in the lives of the Hasidim, of the saints. Stories and the Gemara, other stories that have been written. Because it helps to understand. Now, the idea here is obviously that not stories where they pervert the historic reality and convince you that someone was born from the womb, a pious person. Because as we have seen, it requires effort. And there is no way such a, ch a child could be born with the talents necessary to have made this effort at a young age. It's all about thought and weighing things up and understanding and delving into things. That's part one. Part two, the deterrents to saintliness are preoccupation and worries. When one's intelligence is preoccupied and pressed with his worries and his affairs, you can't talk, to, you can't turn to anything more lofty. It's impossible. And even if one has already attained it, preoccupations exert pressure upon one's intelligence, confuse a person, and don't allow you to strengthen yourselves and make greater efforts. So Gemara says, God's divine presence does not dwell amongst sadness and misery. What we have said holds especially true of enjoyments and pleasures, which are diametrically opposed to saintliness. Because they're going to bring you down into the world of physicality, separate a person from knowledge. 
But a person can protect against these deterrents and rescued from them by trusting in Hashem, by casting his lot with Hashem in the realization that a person can never be deprived of what Hashem wants him to have. Hashem decides, Rosh Hashanah, what you're going to achieve. But no, no one can take it away from you. So Hashem has decreed you're going to be able to achieve it, then you will be able to achieve it. And we have to remind ourselves, once one has exerted oneself, you'll be filled with the blessings from Hashem. You've done your duty, and now the blessings of Hashem can come upon you. As King David said, for not from east or west and not from the wilderness comes uplifting. This one he puts down, this one he lifts up. For Hashem rules. Hashem's in charge. Do not weary yourself to become rich. Cease from your understanding, said Shlomo HaMelech. The correct approach in this area is that of the early saints who made their Torah primary and everything else secondary. And then they'll be blessed. My friends, it's been a long study on Hasidus. Let's give it a go. Give nachos to the Ibish, give nachos to Hashem. Have a very good day.